Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional musician. This podcast is brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thanks, everyone, for being here with me. On the show today, we have Mary Jennings. She's a fantastic artist out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I will say that her music can be very, very deep and very dark and sometimes a little bit scary, but that's nothing that Mary wouldn't tell you to your face. So uh, I had the privilege of playing in the showcase with Mary this past April at Marathon Music Works for the uh, all-female showcase that we have once a month. So what I think is amazing about this interview is that Mary is going to dive into how she got some of her sync placements. And if you're an artist that is thinking about dipping your toe into the sync world, or if you're an artist that isn't really sure what you're going to do with your music yet, but you would like to at least try to make some money with it, this is the episode for you. So perk your ears up and listen, because she's got a lot of knowledge to drop. So here we go. Jennings is with us today. So Mary, please say hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. So I just want to let everybody know Mary is actually going to be featured on our April showcase. Uh, so this this podcast will actually air afterwards. But I wanted to get a chance to just talk to Mary, talk about who she is as a human, who she is as an artist, and all of the really awesome things that that you do like you've been a teacher you've been an aerobics instructor a clothing retailer bartender (laughs) and then luggage saleswoman oh yes I've done a lot of things (laughs) I love it I love it so it sounds like you live life to your fullest and you you just take opportunities as they come yes that would be very accurate (laughs) that's awesome so so love it so can you kind of talk about like how you ended up working all of these really cool jobs and you know maybe just like you know a brief path for us if you could just kind of paint that picture sure I mean I think that no matter what I've always been a musician that started when I was you know 15 16 years old Um, but early on it was kind of ingrained in me that you can be a musician, but you gotta have something to fall back on. So, um, and I think every musician probably has heard that or felt that at some point in their life. So, um, you know, my mom was an antique dealer and a jewelry maker. Um, my, my dad's a doctor and, um, you know, I've been surrounded by a, a, a bunch of people that have a bunch of different kinds of jobs. So, you know, I went to college and ended up uh, majoring in political science. 
but you know, I was not going to go to law school. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with that. It just was something that I enjoyed when I was in college. So the logical path was to, uh, maybe be a teacher and teach high school because I loved kids. I love teaching. Um, that was always kind of a, a joy. So while I was going to college, I, or going to get my master's, I also had day jobs, one of which was selling luggage <laughs> and I worked at Mori luggage and gifts. And I, I mean, again, it, the one common denominator I would say with any of these jobs is I love being around people and I love to sell and to talk to people and, you know, bartending, it was the same thing. You get to meet all kinds of cool people. And so selling luggage was no different. I mean, I had more fun saying to somebody like, you need this piece of luggage because it's so large I can fit in it. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was a huge selling point for a Briggs and Riley bag it was like, look at this, watch. And I mean, it was fun. That's and then, awesome. you know, bartending I started doing when I was in college in South Carolina. Um, I even started teaching aerobics when I was in uh, college as well, just to make extra money. And these were all things that I was already doing. I, I already enjoyed going to aerobics classes. Why not teach it and make money? Uh, I was already hanging out at a bar with my friends. Why not be the bartender, make some money? Um, it's not like I was buying a whole lot of luggage. That was just kind of a random one. But, you know, all of these things were places where I was around people. And then I was always doing music throughout the whole time. And then it wasn't really until I moved to New York where music became the full-time job. I was busy enough that I needed to just do that. Cool. So. I guess that's kind of how it started. It's that's, really a random path. That's awesome, though. I mean, but how many, like, think about this, like, as you as you go through that journey and that path, so many of those experiences shape who you are as a musician. I mean, through through selling, you know, uh, luggage and being a bartender, you learned how to engage with people. And, you know, that's that's super important when you're on the stage is learning how to engage with an audience, right? It absolutely is. And if you can sell certain kinds of luggage, then you should be able to sell your music. Absolutely. You should be able to, you know, sell what you believe in more than anything. So, um, you know, and it was just the ability to, again, to talk to people and connect about just about anything. And I mean, you spend, as a musician, you spend your life traveling, meeting new people. You need to be able to strike up a conversation in an instant. And that was one of my favorite parts about it. That's awesome. Well, and it's so important that as musicians, we we look at ourselves like entrepreneurs. We we have to sell ourselves, and mm -hmm. we we have to put on that sales cap and be like, okay, this is this is who I am. I'm selling my brand and my music, and mm -hmm. and that's you know that's when you actually start to really make headway in your career is when you learn how to sell yourself properly. So that's I mean that's so cool. Um, so can you talk about like you know? using that experience of, of being a good saleswoman and, you know, how you got into some of those really awesome sync deals uh, with some of the movies, the shows and documentaries that uh, you have music in. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. The, some of those are really funny stories. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, again, as a, as a musician, you're always just trying to find, if you're going to make it a full-time job, you have to find a way to make money from it. Um, and I love to watch movies and TV, especially whole stuff. That's like my jam. But, um, 
you know, even if I don't have time to watch it, I still love TV and, and film. And when I'm writing music, a lot of times I am, I have a visual in mind when I'm writing songs Mm -hmm. and I love nothing more than the way music sits and supports these scenes. So, I mean, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago is when I started being like, okay, I really got to figure out how to get my music in TV and film. I think my music can fit. We just got to figure out a way to make it, make it happen. Sure. So I can't even tell you what the first placement was. I can tell you kind of some of the highlight moments and how I navigated those. Sure. Um, one of the bigger ones was getting into a horror movie called the devil seed. And that was because I'm a horror movie fan. <laughs> You're a horror movie fan. You know, who's making what movies and you go, Hey, I got a song that is called like, in my case, it was, there's a song called the darkness. And originally that movie was called the darkness. Wow. So I was like, you need my song. Yeah. I, I assure you. <laughs> and they were like, um, actually, yeah, we do. We need it for the credits. Cool. And then they ended up using it, changing the title, but it still fit. So that was one of the first placements early That's on awesome. was just, you know, when you're a fan of these things, you find a way to connect with these people. And I don't know if it was, I mean, it was through a social media thing or a, a post something like that, where they were looking for music. Um, some of the, you know, the bulk, like Dance Moms and, um, you know, like the WWE placements, some of the real random ones that I've gotten over the years, I connected with a company called Jingle Punks. And again, this was like a sales pitch. I got connected with them and I could have just said like, hey, you know, do you, want my music and they would have been like yeah cool this is great we'll put it in our catalog but I didn't do that I said let me come into your office and play for your uh, employees one night when it's closing time let me bring some treats and stuff like that I'd love to play for them and meet them and they let me (laughs) so I came in and set up my keyboard like cookies and champagne I was like just I got to know them and because they now had a face with the music and they allowed me to talk about my songs and why I wrote them. They said, Oh, this song would be great for this thing. And this song would be great for this thing. And then it opened up the floodgates for placements. Wow. And then once your song gets placed on a particular show, once they're more inclined to want that you as an artist again, because it worked. Sure. And but so, but again, it's all about building relationships. And I think the biggest thing with any of these because I realize that the relationship is mutual. They want your music, but you need them too. So it's a give and take. Sure. Create a, create a relationship, create a bond, meet people. So they want to use your music before somebody that sounds very similar to you. That's awesome. So that, I mean, that's it, again, I'm like a walking salesperson with my music. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're the you're the epitome of what it means to to really, you know, beat feet and get out on the pavement and like actually market your music and market yourself and say, look, this is who I am. I have a song that's going to fit a need that you have. And I mean, and that's what it is. Like, it's it's all about fitting a need, wouldn't you say? Especially with, you know, that horror movie. I mean, your song was literally called The Darkness. I mean, how perfect was that? It fit. And and I think that that's if you have to decide what you want your music to do. If you, if your goal is, I want my music to 
be used in TV shows, then you better be watching TV and see what kind of music they need. Yeah. And you better be writing for that instead of just going, oh, I just write music and it'll one day fit. (laughs) Maybe it will, but that's kind of an arbitrary and like ambiguous thing, right? Absolutely. Go after that. And I'm not saying copy songs, but go like roughly how long are the songs and how instrumental are they and how vocal are they? How many words are kind of being used here and there? And then also just being ready and knowing, like, for instance, I, I can't tell you how many people who want to do get like their songs licensed. They're like, how do you get your songs licensed? I'm like, well, for starters, do you have instrumentals of your songs? And the answer, like 50% of the time is no. And I'm like, there's your first problem. Mm-hmm. You have to have instrumentals because most of the time the song that gets licensed is an instrumental version of your song, not the vocal. Right. You have to have a BGV version of your song where, like, it's minimal vocals. Um, having lots of versions of your song uh, and having them ready to send within 30 seconds. Because if you don't, they'll move to somebody else. And how many, how many times do we hear people being like, oh, well, I almost got this sync, but I didn't have, you know, that 30 second clip or that even that 60 second clip, I didn't have it ready to go. And that's why I lost the deal. And that stinks. I mean, that that stinks so much. And it's not that your music wasn't perfect. It's that they just didn't have time to wait. Right. They got to move on to the next person that does have it ready because there is going to be somebody that has it ready. For sure. Yep, there's always so, going to be somebody who's ready in the wings for, you know, for somebody else's deal to fall through so that they can step in and, and take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for that tidbit of advice. I think there are so many artists out there who are who are trying to dive into sync and they have no idea where to start. This information is it's gold. It's just gold. So oh, if you're nice. listening please take Mary's advice and sell yourself and be ready, be prepared, have everything ready to go. Because if you are a one-stop shop and they don't have to move on to anybody else, you're getting the deal. And it's, I mean, that's just awesome. So thank you so much for that. Well, sure. And also just like, don't get discouraged. Every, every win, you know, check that off in yourself. Go like, I got, you know, I got ahead today somehow. And even though you don't get everything, well, nobody gets everything. Right. There are plenty of people that go, man, I really wish I would have gotten that. But you still got something. And, you know, it just takes time. Yeah. You keep writing awesome music. Something will stick. 
For sure. Well, and, and that's just part of the process is, you know, as you keep writing and as you keep forging ahead, you just get better. You start to learn what these companies are looking for and then yep. you can start catering, you know, more and more to them with every single song that you write. That's right. That's awesome. exactly right. That's awesome. Okay, so let's let's shift gears just a little bit. I want to talk sure. about um, the songs that you're going to perform for the showcase. Which songs are you going to perform for us? <laughs> so um, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, it, it, I've got. I have no idea what order, but um, I've got uh, three new ones and then one that's already been released. So uh, the one that's already been released is a song that's called Home. And it was on my Metamorphosis album from 2015. And it was uh, inspired by watching The Walking Dead. Yes. Very, you know, apocalyptic inspired song. Um, I've got a song called Dreaming of Giants that is, you know, a fun rock jam. And it, you know, stemmed from having dreams of giants um i would wake up you know from being chased by giants and came to discover that if you look in dream journals that means that you know those giants are your stresses and anxieties and i was like well that's pretty on brand <laughs> so i wrote about that and then um i've got a song called matriarch which is coming out on may 7th and it's very much about um the connection between me and my daughter and my mom, my mom having uh, passed when I was 18, almost 19 years old, but that, you know, we're still connected and that she's still connected with my daughter um, just because they're so similar and the strength that comes in being a mom. Uh, and then lastly is a song called Hard, which was written during COVID times. Um, I hosted an online open mic and, doing that weekly and seeing how everybody was struggling and just the, again, how hard everything was. Um, it came from that. So I'll be doing that one as well. Wow. Wow. What a, what a deep place to write from. I'm very sorry about the passing of your mom. It's okay. You know, it's, um, it was and is awful and the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But it's also very much shaped who I am as a person. This year is 20 years since she passed away. Wow. So I've officially lived longer without her than I lived with her, which is a weird kind of mile marker, I guess. Sure. Um, but I mean, she she was everything to me growing up. And even her death has been everything to me. So I don't know. I'm grateful for her. No matter what. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take away anything I can from that experience. Yeah. I, um, I can't imagine what that, what that would be like. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I, I still have my mother, but I know that when we lose people, sometimes some of the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful music comes out of that pain. That so that's, I mean, that. and, you know, talking about like using music as therapy, I mean, how can you, can you speak to how much music has, has really been a comfort to you through, through the, you, losing your mom? It's going to sound cliched or ridiculous, but music saved my life yeah. uh, through that process. Um, 
you know, I'd been writing and tinkering around with music before she passed and she was super supportive of my music. But when I lost her, the floodgates opened. It was like no holding back anymore. And I think, so I get asked a lot, you know, for being such a happy-go-lucky person, why is your music so heavy and so sad? Well, that's how I am, a happy-go-lucky person, is I get all the shit out in my music. Yep. All of it. Every single bit of it. It's like word vomit. It's just like anything, like, don't tick me off, you might end up in a song. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. It's yep. just all of the negativity or anxiety or stress that I feel is going to come out in music. So like 90% of what I write is heavy, but other people need that kind of catharsis too. So absolutely cool. And if they don't, that's okay. Maybe my music's not for you. I didn't, you know, I wrote it selfishly for myself. Um, And if anybody else can take away something from it, then wonderful. That's a win. Absolutely. Um, But it, it absolutely saved me. And, you know, I have a really cool family who's been very supportive to me through my music. And, you know, my dad, the summer after my mom passed, I'd written all this music. He's like, Mary, you got to do something. You either need to go to therapy or maybe you should record an album. That's awesome. I can help you with that. And so he set me up with an opportunity to do that. And I recorded my first album when I was 19 years old. Wow. And... I've been doing it ever since. That and, is so cool. I mean, I go to therapy too because that's healthy. Well, it is. I'm a big promoter of therapy. But I am as well. Uh, yeah, but the music definitely helps. Well, if I didn't have that, I would be insane. For sure. For sure. I think there's there's many, many songwriters who can attest to the fact that if they if they didn't have an outlet like songwriting, they would be insane. They would, you know, they would have gone off the deep end a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with writing dark music because it's like you said, everybody goes through that period or maybe multiple periods where they just, they need to be, they need to sit in their feelings and they need to feel it and they need to feel validated in it. Absolutely. Because too often I think people try to just, you know, push everything off and go, Oh no, it's all fine. It's all sunshine and roses and rainbows. And, but on the inside I'm dying, you know? (laughs) Exactly. So I think that's, that's fantastic. Well, Mary, thank you so, so very much for taking the time out of your day to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me on. This has been a pleasure. Awesome. So do me a favor. If you could tell everybody where they can find you and your music. Well, you can find me on pretty much every social media outlet there is. However, I I need to get on TikTok. Apparently I'm not there yet, but (laughs) I will. I will get there. Um, but the best way to find me is through my website, which is maryjennings.com. I know it's super complicated, <laughs> but all of my social media platforms are linked through that. So, you know, pick your poison. Is it Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube? They're all linked through my website. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so, so very much, my dear. I look forward to seeing you at the end of April because I actually get to, I get to be in the backing band and play for Mary on the Music on the Move Studios uh, showcase at Marathon Music Works. So we're looking, I'm so so stoked. It's going to be great. So, all right, dear. Well, thank you so very much for being here. We really appreciate you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you as well. There you have it, friends. Miss Mary Jennings, thank you so much for being on the show today. Check her out at maryjennings.com. You can also find her music on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your tunes. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all of these episodes of Paradox Jukebox at anchor.fm backslash Paradox Jukebox. You can also find me at katiethompsonmusic.com. And if you want to reach out to us and maybe suggest uh, an artist or suggest somebody that we should speak to, you can email us at musiconthemovestudios at gmail.com. Many thanks to Aaron McClendon for our theme song, Shaking in My Boots. We'll see y'all later. Later.